This is a Village Soundcast Network original production. This is FinCast, the official podcast of Fin, the Atlantic International Film Festival, brought to you in partnership with the Village Soundcast Network. We are Atlantic Canada's curator of epic and unforgettable stories. I'm Wayne Carter, executive director at the festival. And I'm Kumbi, a local actor and filmmaker. Join us as we talk to some of the best and brightest in Atlantic filmmaking about their films in this year's festival and take a deep dive into all the incredible national and international programming we'll be offering. You're not going to want to miss this. On this episode, we're chatting with Gwyneth Christoffel, Melanie Wood, and Wanda Nolan about their incredible short films in this year's Real East Coast Shorts Gala. Hi. Well, welcome, everybody. Um, I'm so excited to have this episode be about short films and specifically the short films that are going to play in the Real East Coast Gala because these are... What the the top picks the the best of the best of the <laughs> you know what they're certainly top drawer and uh, you know and they go together very well as a program you know uh, the, you know I was mentioning to uh, Gwyneth and Melanie a little earlier you know this this is an incredible incredible program and you know you guys and Wanda are uh, you know a, a big part of why the program is so extraordinary this year and all of your films are so different so yes. when you go to this program it's going to be very different films can you all maybe just say like a sentence about your film yeah well Gwyneth, I'm Gwyneth, Gwyneth here yeah. and um, my film is Torture by Sound uh, Torture by Sound is an animated documentary about a cer- certain group of people in the world who have a negative reaction to certain sounds, and that just causes everyday troubles in their life. Mm. I really want to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> my name is Melanie. Uh, my partner and I, Kevin, made a short documentary as well called Invading Giants. It's about icebergs in Newfoundland and the incredible people whose lives surround th- around them. Um my name is uh, Wanda Nolan, and I made a film called Crocuses, and it's a, it's a portrait of a woman, uh, Lita, who's in her 70s, and we meet her on the final day of packing up her home, and uh, it's kind of a, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the emotional pull of that one kind of goes without saying. I think I think what you said really implied how emotional it is. <laughs> Indeed. So, yeah, Melanie, so I, I was saying a little earlier, uh, you know, the footage that you guys captured in your in, in your short film is just drop-dead gorgeous. Stunning. It is absolutely beautiful. Thank you. So what was, the, what was the length of shoot on that? We went to Newfoundland for two weeks. Um, my partner, Kevin, who is the director and cinematographer of the film, uh, we had... We had plan this film it it happened the idea came very spontaneously as as most documentary does and and yeah we spent two weeks in newfoundland we traveled around we worked with fantastic people and thankfully there were some icebergs there to, <laughs> <laughs> to photograph about that actually i was like that's really amazing timing <laughs> yeah no it uh, i can't say we weren't nervous going into it you would have figured out a way and 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 I guess Gwyneth, what what was the inspiration for yours? I I you know what mm-hmm. I've heard of this particular condition before, but what sort of brought this to the forefront to make you want to make a short film about this? 
Well, misophonia is something that I've experienced to a small extent for oh, okay. most of my life. And I remember as a kid in elementary school, somebody chewing gum or a tapping of a pen. I would like, my mind couldn't stop racing. I couldn't concentrate. And so as I grew up, people were saying, okay, we'll just fix. It's not, they thought it was something crazy. Mm -hmm. So when I got into university, I started experiencing a little bit more and try, I needed to focus in class. So I did some Googling and that's where I found out that it's an actual thing called misophonia. And mm. I, and then I learned at another film festival that I traveled to in Croatia about animated documentaries. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know exactly what I'm going <laughs> to do. <laughs> because not many people know, and I think it's a really important thing to get out there. And I would agree with that. I don't want people to think that all of us misophonics are crazy, you know? Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. As I said, I had I'd heard of the condition, but you know what? Uh, your your short documentary uh, informed me a whole lot about something I knew only a small little bit about. So it was extremely successful in that regard. Thank you. Yes. That was yeah, really cool. It's, I feel really silly right now because I wasn't even thinking of it as a documentary, but of course it mm -hmm. is. But because it's animated, I yes. didn't get that same. Yeah, so yeah, it's I, just, true, huh? I just went around and I got... I asked a group on Facebook, actually, who is a bunch of people who suffer from misophonia. I said, can you all submit interviews? Anyone want to do an interview? Everybody just sent in like there were a f quite a few people. Oh, who so you didn't actually share. go and... No, find. I actually got people. They filmed. They, I'm sorry, they recorded it all on their phones. I, um, and then there was a doctor in Portland, Oregon, an audiologist who actually did it with a nice, a nicer mic. So that kind of carried the, the film. But <laughs> I wasn't actually there for any of the interviews That's I just great. so they were just talking to me but not really so it was great <laughs> <laughs> opposite to you who yeah. had to go yeah. to Newfoundland yeah. <laughs> so Wanda your your film feels very personal if I if I dare if I dare put you on the spot a little bit it it had a sort of a raw emotion about it that um, uh, you know is this is this maybe based on some folks that you've known or it just it felt very real to me I think so yeah like I'm from rural Newfoundland so a lot of uh older Newfoundland women mostly, uh, you know, after their husbands pass away, end up moving into St. John's or closer to services. So my mom is in an over 50s building and uh, it's not exactly my mom's story, but mm -hmm. just talking to so many people up there and just, uh, and just, you know, with Newfoundland and historically, you know, we joined Confederation so late. So their lives are so dramatically different into the world that they are now where they're living in apartments and that sort of thing. So it was, yeah, so it was loosely inspired by my mom. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And it's beautiful, too. I think it that's something that is. all of your films have in common. Yes. And even the filmmakers who are not here with us right now in the gala, the films are beautiful. Inc incredible. <laughs> I I mean, technology is allowing, you know, uh, smaller budgets to really sort of deliver. Obviously, you know, with Invading Giants, I have to believe there was a drone involved. There was, <laughs> yeah. or, else, or else you had Icarus as the, as the director of photography no. <laughs> floating around off the coast of Newfoundland, but uh, uh, the, the footage that it enabled you to capture. Yes, I mean, there was a drone involved. I think that <laughs> it took uh, at least a year off my life, the suspense. I mean, <laughs> we were out in the middle of the ocean, and what I would do is I would hold the drone above my head, and we would calibrate it, and then I would, oh Kevin gosh. would turn it on, and I would we would just let it go. And, and hope it came and back. And hope it came <laughs> home. And, <laughs> and, and, then, and then we'd catch it, and, and it, we caught it every time. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, where you know uh, the subject matter or the, some of the subjects in 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 your film Invading Giants, uh, did you just come upon them, or how did you end up connecting up with a couple of? And I don't want to give too much away because part of the wonder of this this particular doc is the sort of element of surprise that it has, uh, and a couple of the very interesting characters that are in it. Are they people you just sort of kind of came across, or? Yes, I mean, we had the pleasure of working with a few. I mean, everyone in the film was incredible to work with. Um, but when we, the film kind of started with that, uh, we had no idea icebergs were in Newfoundland, like, at all. And Kevin was over uh, shooting a commercial, totally unrelated, happened upon an iceberg tour, came home and was like, we need to make this movie. <laughs> like, can you even believe this exists? Um, and and from that point on, we, we wanted to research kind of what everyone in Newfoundland was doing with these icebergs. And and it's icebergs kind of started out first as a, as a pest. They were... They were a negative impact on the fishing industry, and and now they've turned into this incredible source of revenue and tourism in Newfoundland. And and these people in the film, I truly believe, are people having a huge impact on tourism in Newfoundland in the many different ways that they utilize the icebergs. From. So, Wanda, do you know uh, icebergs intimately, where you are? <laughs> oh, yeah, even, like, especially this year, it's just been unbelievable. And some of them are like cathedral. They're just, oh, you know, yes. they're so... They're like it, it's amazing. They you know they tower over communities. <laughs> so and luckily, or I don't know, luckily. I mean, there's yeah. Uh, you know, I can walk. I can drive. I can walk down from the uh, Signal Hill and actually see them. It's wild. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was I was kind of curious. People, you know, uh, short films are an intriguing thing because usually, despite the fact that the film is short, it does not necessarily mean that the production time was short. <laughs> Some of these films take years in order uh, to get done. I thought it might be kind of cool to uh, get a sense. You know, Gwyneth, from your perspective, I mean, you're you're an animator, so uh, like, how long did it take you to to sort of kind of from sort of realization of okay, I'm going to start doing this film to actually finishing it? What was under the timeline there? It it was over a two-year span, but I wasn't working ev all the time right. over that two-year span because I collected all those interviews first, edited them, and then started the animation. But I'd say, like, oh, my gosh, like probably like three or four months altogether, hmm. and that, that was like straight coming home from the day job, doing it until midnight, and then waking up again. And in typical documentary fashion, you're started with the interviews. That makes total exactly, sense. Makes yeah. total sense. And then, yeah. and then the challenging part for me really was trying to figure out visuals for that yeah. and and I really I really happy that it, it was a good challenge because then I just figured it out and boom it clicked I think as soon as I came up with the first idea how about you Wanda how long did yours take I guess it was a full year I got the Michelle Jackson award which is a director's award at the women's St. John's women's yes. Film festival congratulations yeah congrats <laughs> and the film was at that point the story was even more even more ambitious because there's like four decades and there was a lot of a lot more, so we spent a. I spent some time kind of cutting it down, and uh, yeah, it took a. It took about a year uh, to complete it right to the edit, but mm. it was three days of shooting. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Three. So three days of shooting, <laughs> and 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 years years of planning, and three days of shooting. <laughs> three days seems like a luxury. Right. Yeah, no kidding. Mm -hmm. How about you, Melanie? Yeah. How long does yours take? Oh well. Um, we applied for a Bravo factual grant, which we were lucky enough to receive June, I guess it was three years ago now, and we got the grant and were so excited and then immediately had to call Bravo and be like, icebergs don't happen for another year now. <laughs> Can we have an extension? And they were so kind and they said yes. So last June we shot the film and, and now... 
it's ready. <laughs> <laughs> so June of 2016. Yeah, so should. I guess, wow. yeah, I guess, yeah. yeah. All right, so, every, so, you know, common story here, these, these are, you know, over a year or more of mm-hmm. sort of planning and production and shooting and editing and all those things, uh, you know, to, to inevitably end up with a, with a project that's, you know, minutes in, in running time. So, uh, you know, to think of these short films as anything other than uh, unbelievable, uh, you know, uh, works, works of uh, incredible emotion and, uh, you know, and obviously tenacity, because I think it takes, you know, uh, you guys don't work with big budgets and whatnot. <laughs> and uh, so it's really, how do I get this story told and how do I do it with a little bit of money that I have and, uh, you know, and turn it into something really impressive and, you know, and, and sort of circling back the program this year, you know, aside from your three films is an absolutely incredible display of talent and, and sort of craftsmanship and passion and, and passion, <laughs> yeah. be a big one because yeah, if you're not passionate about this stuff, you sort of give up halfway between uh, here and the icebergs, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't need this. You know, I, I'm going to do something else. Um, I mean, short films are really fascinating to me and I feel like I'm just starting to get into them and even like five years ago I don't even know if I knew that there was this huge amount of films being made every Mm -hmm. single year and the impression I'm getting is that for a long time short films were the stepping stone to making bigger longer projects is that is that how you feel because I know there are also some people who think it's a medium in and of itself yeah I mean yes and no like for me personally I absolutely love short films and I hope I never stop making them because it is I there's an endless amount of ideas especially in documentary and places to go and people to meet and sometimes the story needs only 12 minutes to be told mm-hmm. and and for that reason I think there's always going to be a place for short films <laughs> I think that well once I've discovered this animated documentary format I think it would be an incredible idea to turn it into a feature length and maybe even add some live action in there. Um, But yeah, I just love making short films as well because there's this just like, you can tell all these small little chunks and of stories of things you hear and just shoot them out into the world, so yeah. How about you, Wanda? Yeah, I mean, I I love that notion, or not notion, that that, uh, what you said about, I'm sorry, I'm not sure who said it, about, you know, some some stories just fit that format, which I absolutely love. Same with literature. Some stories are meant to be a short story. Yes. But I also see, and I think for people, you know, on the East Coast, like the fact that, you know, making something like this means that we can show it to the broader world and gives us more access where we're not in Toronto or different places like that. So our work can be heard and seen and that it is a stepping stone, I think, for us, for sure. I think... Like it's essential work for us on uh, when it comes to the East Coast, and uh, and you know just gives me an opportunity that people know that I'm here and yeah. Get a feature made is such a you know such a feat, and you know when you think about how many features are made in the country a year, you know, so it's it's both for me, and I absolutely love short films for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think there there are a fair fair amount of feature films that begin as short films. I know we were talking to Corey Bowles about his uh, his feature that's going to be galled at uh, the festival this year, Black Cop, and it was sort of envisioned and began as a short film and then turned into a feature. Although I think he said he envisioned it as a feature first, then it became a short film, and then it became a feature. So, <laughs> so, so there doesn't appear to be any sort of set path that these things mm-hmm. happen. Uh, obviously, it's, uh, you know, I, I guess it really boils down to, you know, you, you sort of make the film, and is there still more to say on the subject matter, I guess, yeah. in terms of developing it into a feature? You mm-hmm. know, uh, yeah, sorry, you were going to say? 
No, yeah. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I think that like sometimes when you even start say a short film, you find out along the way that this could be more. Yes. And I think that that could be a situation where you go, oh, I think I want to turn this into a full length thing, especially for documentaries. Yeah. Yeah, and I do think the short film programs, especially at uh, Finn. Um, are a perfect place for people who don't necessarily know about the festival as yes. much because mm-hmm. you look at that program and sometimes it can be daunting to see all of the feature films and you don't know what they're about, you haven't necessarily had word of mouth from them and you have to commit to you know maybe 90 minutes of your life. Whereas with the short film programs, there is always going to be something that you like. Well, yeah, it's like it's like a it's gift basket, right? Yeah. It's, like, it's like a gift basket. You're like, well, I don't really like this. Oh, but I really like this you don't candy. Like it, you can still you talk know. about not liking it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely a good one for people who maybe don't know what what they want. And you know, in a great offshoot of the uh, the Real East Coast Gala is you know this these these uh, small selection of films end up broadcast on CBC and you know give the films a wider life. And you know uh, you know we we're, we're always really excited when these films sort of go on to have additional lives at other festivals and you know and help launch people in their as they further their careers and whatnot because um, you really see you really see sort of raw talent in the short film category it's true especially for the east coast short films Mm -hmm. I I don't want to say for sure because it's just off the top of my head but I'm pretty sure that almost all of our feature filmmakers started with short films. I think that's a safe assumption. Yeah, I think that's a pretty safe assumption. I'm pretty sure because I can think of even the people we've spoken to on this podcast. Yes. um, They all had short films that all played. Yes, that's absolutely true. Absolutely true. You know, so uh, I... So are you guys working on, you know, I guess you're working on something else right now? Is there, you know, or or are you just going to bask in the laurels of the Real East Coast Gala and say, my work is done as a short filmmaker. I've, I've, I've gotten this to the top. I think I'm personally a little pooped out from that, like a hard run of animating, but I do have some ideas. I, I would like to do another animated short documentary or maybe... Um, a music video. I'd really like to get into that, do some cool animation stuff with that. Animated documentary is a very interesting idea because I don't think it's been done a lot. No, it isn't. You and I, I I, think it's just really, it really interests me and it really gets me excited. So that's why I want to keep doing them. How about you, Wanda? Um, I am a part of the Finn Script Development Program. So I am currently a feature right now. Yes, so I'm, that's um, very yeah, exciting. <laughs> and it's awesome. <laughs> Uh, I've been the women. It's four women this year, and uh, they're incredible. And Michael Melsky is wonderful, and I'm super happy <laughs> to be part of. Really thankful to Finn for it. So yeah, I'm writing a feature right now, so uh, which is great. Oh, uh, that's really exciting. That's really exciting. How yeah. about you, Melanie? You and your partner? Yeah. Well, I mean, by the time we finish a film, uh, especially Invading Giants, we're like so ready to do something different. <laughs> um, I'd love to turn. Uh, Invading Giants may be an element of that into a feature. I think there's a huge story there that can go more into a scientific and let's talk mm-hmm. about icebergs, let's talk about this. But also, I mean... And then there's the one nutty dude and that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> you, have to, you have to see the film. But I just remember, I think, what is this guy on that he is doing this? But I, I have to say, I was impressed. Yeah, no, there's... <laughs> but I mean, there are just... I The amazing thing about working on documentaries is is the opportunity to experience new things you'd never get to do and meet people doing things that are so far from what everyday life is. So I have a long list of things that I want to do next and we'll see what bites. 
Awesome. Well, uh, you know, we, uh, we again, are, are very proud to have uh, all three of your films as part of the release Coast Shorts Gala this year. Uh, the program's incredible. We urge anybody who has any interest in short film, and even if you don't, you will be won over by this incredible program. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm just astounded at the, the, the quality of the productions this year. It's, it's, it's thrilling. Yeah, so thank you all so much for coming and chatting with us. Um, yeah, it's it's been a pleasure, and uh, we'll see you at the under the spotlights. Yes, well, right. thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, thanks so much. Thank you so much, and thanks, thanks Wanda. Okay, take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to Gwyneth Christabel, Melanie Wood, and Wanda Nolan, who all have films in the Real East Coast Shorts Gala. If you want to know more, visit finfestival.ca. That concludes this six-part FinCast for the 2017 Atlantic International Film Festival. We look forward to seeing you all at the festival. Thanks for listening. This was a Village Soundcast Network original production.